Hey y'all, Miss Teacher here, and I'm going to talk about getting your room ready for open house. Now, it's a little different than just preparing your room for the year. Sorry y'all, I'm having an allergy attack, so I sound crazy. A little crazy, a little stuffy, a little bleh. But anyways, to get your room ready for open house, you got to accommodate the new class, which you may or may not have your class list. If you don't have your class list, you have to work around that. Make it feel very personal and love without putting any names or any personal touches for, from the kids on there. Because you don't know which kids you're going to get yet. Now, if you have the kids, you can make it personal. Like, uh, right now, I'm doing part of your pack, which it's a crown pack. And the crown... The crowns, which they're popsicle sticks with a crown paper on them. And I've laminated all that with uh, tape so I can, because my class list changes, I'll scroll around. So I can, sh uh, what is it called? Pencil, not pencil, but a marker their name in. And erase it if I have to because of class list changes. And I have part of your pack in my home room is colorful. I have crowns, I have handprints, I have everything. Because I kind of know who my kids are going to be. Like, a roundabout guess. Anyways, so that happening. But you also have to set it up for the parents. The parents are need to come in, and you need the parents' eyes to get caught. The parents are the ones that need to be drawn in, if you will. Now, we are sitting there hoping to get the parents drawn in and all of a sudden a parent comes in you give them some coffee a cookie you answer their questions how are you going to teach Sally Sue and Bobby Bob what are your beliefs in child care all that stuff which sounds a bit redonkulous but it's stuff that you can answer easier than you think but you have to make the room look organized for more for the parents than the than the kids, you have to make the room look inviting to parents, which means more colorful, more toys than what you actually use throughout the school year, and stuff like that. And you never know what a parent's going to say. You never know if a parent's going to change their mind, or a parent's going to be like, "Oh, yeah, I'd rather them go to the other classroom instead of yours." So you have to be very welcoming. Now, y'all, I have my open house this week. And I'm getting a whole new group. I don't know any of these kids personally. Actually, I know one. Because I've had them before. But all these kids I've never had before. I've never seen before. So, I have... Because they're giving me all the new kids. Which means I have all new parents. Which means I have no decorum with these parents. I have not built up a relationship with these parents yet, which I can do. It's going to take a couple months to build a decorum because that's how long it takes. So I'm going to meet a whole new set of parents that I'm not going to recognize. A whole new set of kids that I'm not going to recognize. And I'm excited for it. Because I get to start, but I'm also not excited. Because I'm a younger teacher, even though I've been doing this more than 
for more years than what people think by looking at me. And I have the classes, and I have the knowledge, and I have all the trainings. When people look at me, they they think, "Who's this punk kid with a shaved head?" Teach my kid, and I have to prove myself more more as an adult and as a teacher. Whereas as an adult, people respect you. Like if you have a respectable haircut, a longer haircut, a bun, and you look a little older, people automatically think they need to respect you. But with me, and with people my age, they look at you and they see you as a babysitter, as a child. And you have to earn their respect as an adult. You have to earn their way. And their trust. And every year... Which, I had blue hair last year. So, I had to earn their respect and prove that I was more than just a hair. More than just a haircut. More than just blue. I had to prove that I know how to take care of their child. And this year, like last year I had some decorum. This year I don't have any decorum. I have no clue about these parents. And I'm worried. What? Because I'm going to have to start from scratch. I'm going to have to earn respect. Because you don't get respect when you're when you look a little different. Or you're dressed a little different. Or your hair's a little different. You have to earn it. And honestly, it, that sounds unfair. But I kind of enjoy the challenge. Because I know I can earn respect. And I know I know what I'm doing. And I know with these new parents, as they come into my door... As they come into my classroom, as their child gets welcomed into my heart, into my classroom, into every little thing we do, that I'm going to earn their respect. I may not earn all of them, but some of them I definitely will. Because these people are parents. And how to get to a parent's heart? Be respectful. Be kind to their children. Teach their children. Don't just sit around and do nothing. Talk with respectable authority. Don't talk like a child. Don't gossip. Don't <laughs> giggle and stuff. Act like you know what you're doing. Because you do know what you're doing. You are a teacher. Whether you're 20 or 28 or 40 or 50 or 70. No matter how old you are, you're a teacher. Act like it. And on top of that, you have to be the responsible, respectable person that you want them to think you are. Above all that, if you teach the child, you respect the child, you love the child, and you teach the child, you take care of the child, you're going to earn that parent's respect. And if they don't respect you, you're going to at least earn their trust. To a point, at least. Because the, all these parents want, I know some of them are a bit, let's say, high maintenance. And some of them are going to make you fear the tiger moms. Going to make you fear the tiger dads are going to make you worried that you're about to mess up. But they're doing it for their child. Their heart's in the right place. Once you get grip that... You can do it.
don't get down. Oh gosh, I was talking about setting up the classroom. Alright, how I set up my classroom, I'm going to give you a little visual. Think of a box, because my room is a square. In one corner, I have a changing table, because my kids need changed. But I made sure the changing table was near the sink, so it's not in the exact corner, it's like off the corner. And all the diapers are above it. And below it, I have stuff that they're allowed to touch, because they're going to touch it. They're going to get into there. And if I have diapers down there, they're going to throw diapers everywhere. Next to that, I have the nap area. Like, I have where the cots are, or the cribs in some cases. I have a rocking chair. It's child safe. But it's for not only older teachers, but walking for nap. I have, as we're going against the wall, I have a t the toys. I have stuffed animals and books together in a nice, quiet area. This is what I'm call what I call the calm down area, the peace quarter, if you will. And then I have uh, the more thinking toys, the puzzles, the blocks, the learning toys, because I don't want anything too loud to be near the quiet quarter, because the quiet quarter is a sanctuary. It's supposed to be peaceful. It's supposed to be a thing. What I also like in the quiet corner is uh, sensory bottles, because they really help calm down children. And not only that, they're cool. You can put glitter, you can put a solar system in there, you can do anything with those. So I got the sensory bottles. Um, then you go on. This is near the changing table, but not right on it. This is uh, the third corner. Fourth corner, actually. It is the play kitchen, the dress-up area, um, and the tough and tumble play area. So that's my kitchen, my dress-up clothes, my imaginary items like a cash register, uh, wands, stuff like that, like accessories. And then in the middle-ish, like it's towards the kitchen and stuff, but it has a good perimeter. I have uh, a play structure. It's a plastic, like soft plastic. I think there's foam in the middle, but I'm not for sure. So I can't tell you what it's made out of. Uh, and they can climb and slide down it. And they can also jump on it. And I like those kind of items. And then I have an art area right smack dab in the middle. And I don't have, I'm not, I'm not uh, brave enough for markers. Just because I don't like the caps. Now, if markers could stay dry without the caps, I would do it. Because the mess isn't what scares me. It's the fact of I'm changing a diaper and my kids, who aren't old enough to keep things out of their mouth yet, put a, uh, puts a marker lid in their mouth. There's nothing I could do. So I do um, crowns. Uh, they're the fat crowns. Because even if they chew on those, there's, we'll just eat your crown. Um, but that, those still scare me a little bit, but I can't not have art. So I have paper and crowns, and I'll teach them. And by the end of the year, I have markers. But at the beginning of the year, they're not ready for markers. They're ready for crowns. They're not ready for responsibility yet. Because they don't know how to keep things out of their mouth. This year, the two, three, the two older two to three year old year is when I, we are teaching to keep things out of their mouth, to start to sit, not sit all the time, and all that stuff. 
so it's not it's not time you have to build your room throughout the year too like about a month in they're ready for color pencils without stabbing each other but here's the thing you don't just start by leaving it out every day you do an art project you don't just do it with crowds it's just what you leave out 24 7 for them to play with you do paint you do markers you do everything you can have those kind of stuff. You can have play. You can have glitter. You can have all that. It's just not to leave out 24-7. Like markers, you have you have to have something in the art center out. So that they can always color and they can always do what they aspire to be. It's a creative color club, actually. But I don't want them to choke or anything. And they are not to the point of being ready. So I start out with crowns, and let's say they do really good with the color pencils after months, not even months, let's say a month. I add color pencils to the mix, just a couple at a time, not enough for them to stab each other with, and dull. And if they get too rowdy with them, I don't take them away, I restrict access. I say, oh, we can't do art today, not today, but we can't do art right now. If you guys are going to hurt each other, if that doesn't work, then I do take away color pencils, and I wait until they are ready. Now, some of my classes have surprised me, and they're ready for things a lot earlier than what I think they are. You have to go with the flow. There is no guide to what you need to do. Now, on top of that, you just have to build your classroom slowly and surely. Good luck, teachers. That's all. This teacher 